Y'all ready for this? Okay. Yeah. Alrighty. Okay, this is the Everything Matters Podcast, episode 10, right? Everything Matters Podcast exists to provide a biblical worldview from a traditionally reformed perspective on all things related to the local church. Uh, it's been a while since we've met y'all. Um, how are you doing, Drew? I'm oh, wait, I'm, I'm again, I'm Blake LaGrange. We, uh, we have with us... Drew Gilmore. And then... Um, Jonathan, Jonathan Rourke. Rourke. And, um, great to be here. Great to be here. We're excited about the fact that you just released a video that showed uh, the world what wow the gender right. of your soon to be born child is. That's do right. You, do you want to tell do you want to tell all of our listeners? Absolutely. So And um, where they can find the video. <laughs> that's a good I'll put it in the show notes. Because it's excellent. <laughs> it was a gender reveal and a baby announcement video, all in one. Now the gender reveal, mm-hmm. if we can just get sidetracked at the beginning. Sure. The Great. gender reveal. Is this something that your generation has begun? Because I'm, New it, concept. Way back in my day, <laughs> when I was having children 17 years ago, we didn't do this. But, uh, or, did, or I wasn't aware of this being a popular thing. What did it's you like a thing now, isn't it? Yeah, you, you got to be creative with it. All right. um, it's totally yeah. a thing. Yeah. Usually it's like the picture, but we went all out and did a video. For me, it was either we do a video or we do absolutely nothing. So we, we rented a... <laughs> absolutely we do, nothing at we all. We do a motion we picture do, or we do ask nothing. And we're like, Psh, doesn't matter. So I, I opted these to... Days, it doesn't matter these days? <laughs> Clearly not. No. He had, some, not. he had some other good ideas, too. I had one where we go to the top of the Empire State Building and release balloons and have a Think drone. Think about that for a second. And I've got my pilot's license, so I can get away with that. But um, we, went with, we went with Plan B. <laughs> what? Just trying to figure out the comparison. John's face to, as he took no, in the information. You have to see the flight path. Anyway. We opted for Plan B and rented a $90,000 car and <laughs> a drone instead. Um, we'll put that in the show Where notes. were you? Where were you when you did that? That was down in Torrey Pines. All right. Yeah. Where'd you rent the car from? Beautiful video. Uh, it's an app called Turo. It's like a, it's like Airbnb for cars. Oh, so it's like a person, like an individual's yeah. car. You yeah. It. And oh, so rented cool. it for not, not a lot. You would be surprised how cheap it I'm was. I'm surprised you were able to find a, bl- a Miami blue, a blue Porsche. Yeah. Porsche. Considering that's the car that I love and also like a Miami blue. The funny thing is that a lot of people thought that that was your way of not only saying, hey, we're having a baby, but also like, hey, we bought a blue hey, look Porsche. The car I bought. There, there yeah. was a buddy of mine who was like, shout out to my friend Connor who said like, congrats on the new Porsche. <laughs> that is, that's awesome. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, we're having a baby boy. We're really excited. Fall um, of 2018. Fall of 2018. His name's James. Wow. Very oh, biblical name. Maybe we should just put this out to the listening public. What's that? A middle name. I'm thinking of middle, middle name names. recommendations. Right oh. in there is there is um, James Lagrange middle name. We need a middle name that that you can actually write into the show. We have there we have an email address. Did you guys know that? We I don't know. Ematterspodcast no. at gmail.com. Oh, I think meant for your baby's middle name. No. <laughs> Lagrange yes, baby yes, name, middle yeah. name at gmail.com. Gmail. Sweeping the cobwebs Pl- out of that inbox. Please, uh, yeah. <laughs> please write in and let me know what we should name this thing. <laughs> this child. Yeah. What was oh. the name of the, the Porsche? What kind of what was the model? It was just a base model Cayman Sport. So. Oh, Cayman. James, James Cayman LaGrange. James Cayman My wife would kill me if we named our son after a car. It's not a car, it's a Cayman. But she wants <laughs> And okay. I'm sure that I'm sure that I'm sure like Porsche didn't come up with the name Cayman. It's a Cayman Sport, so maybe we could be James C. S. LaGrange. Like C. S. Lewis? No? Any takers? Mm. No. <laughs> I'm not going to say anything. I'm, I'm voting on James Cayman still. We'll do, we'll do Cayman. James it's Cayman. better than James 911 LaGrange. <laughs> Wouldn't you agree? 
or I, James Boxer Lagrange. It took me a Boxer. second to realize that that he was referencing a Porsche. Not car. not a date. I'm not. James Boxer, Boxer Lagrange. Boxer is cool because it's a national album. I like that band a lot. Here I was thinking this was a, a religious podcast. Evidently, I'm this like is out of the loop for not knowing the Porsche models, but uh, James Carolla Lagrange, think- <laughs> James Camry. Well, I, I think this is a like the biggest digression. James um, Sequoia Lagrange. I don't know. Well, it's good to be back with you guys, um, even though we're hosing me about my son's middle name. <laughs> We're going to be talking about uh, uh, kind of a touchy subject. Somewhat controversial. Somewhat sure. controversial. But, but it's been pushed into the mainstream, so it's not like yeah. we're digging this up to make an, a, an issue out of it. And, yeah. and we're associated with, like, in terms of, like, our church ministry, like, where we go to church, like, I think a lot of people resonate with the de- this denomination, but... Um, we're going to be talking about Paige Patterson. Um, do you guys want to, like, just, like, who is Paige Patterson? What happened? And what were the responses? Does you, yeah, I'll... I'll uh, for, for those who don't know, who, who's Paige Patterson? Paige Patterson is the former president of Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary, mm-hmm. which sister seminary of Southern, Midwestern, Southeastern. Um, and he... What old, happened to him? Older gentleman, been around for a while. Um, he said some things advised some church members on some things that kind of came back to bite him. He, what um, were the accusations? Yeah, he, he, he had advised some women back in the day who were in abusive relationships to stay with their husbands, and um, mm. one such yeah, woman... Yeah, I mean, even, even though they were in an abusive situation, he argued that the, his interpretation of the biblical text would be that you must remain in that situation. Yeah. And I think he said, the quote was something like, just pray that God would change yeah. them or something. There was mm-hmm. a specific scenario in which a woman came to church one morning with two black eyes per his advice to stick around, and it and it was just not a good situation. And then he later made a comment in a sermon, kind of like a sermon illustration story, where he kind of made some um, kind of ill-tasted comments about a young woman's body. I think it quote as, as well, a joke, like well built is what he said. Something like quote. that. Just and, and it was one of those, yeah. it, it, you know, it was on, it was on some kind of audio from this, from this sermon. And, and so that kind of surfaced and that kind of came in tandem with that. And then right. a bunch of students, former students from Southwestern came forward saying that they had, um, reported, um, some sexual assault things mm-hmm. of that nature that mm-hmm. were eventually by the leadership Ended at his uh, disposal, kind of skirted away yeah. and not dealt with, and um, so all of this was in the past. All in the so past. So why are people talking about it right now? Well, a letter was was drafted by, I believe, a professor at Liberty University, who had expressed grave concerns over the leadership at that seminary, and okay. signatures were gathered in support of that call to basically remove him from a position of leadership. Okay. And this got into the mainstream Christian press through Christianity Today and right. some other outlets. And so... It made like the New York Times... It even made the... Yeah, yeah. I think that's where yeah. it was yeah. big, first big seen it. thing. So it, it definitely made it out there into the, oh, yeah. into the public. And the response of the trustees was to um, terminate... Right, remove him from yes. his... Yeah. 10 years later there. So, and again, what, what I think is important here is that 
you can read all these. You just have to Google it. It's all out there, right? Yeah, right, sure. You know, but it did bring it, I think, into the Christian sphere in a way that hadn't yet happened. And remember, it was back in October, I think it was, when mm-hmm. the, the whole Harvey Weinstein yep. story broke. And I think it was just either today or yesterday that he was indicted to the grand jury and yep. indicted yeah. him on, yeah, on right. charges of um, rape and other charges. Yeah. So uh, that whole issue of sexual assault within that industry, it spread, and, and many well-known celebrities yeah. were... It was one after another, right? It was, oh, yeah. yeah were week after week. It, it, fired from their shows, and I mean, it really had a huge fault. And I remember back then thinking, you know, this it was just a matter of time before this works its yep. way into sort of that Christian sphere. Yep. And sure enough, I mean, this is what's sure happened. Yeah. And yeah. I think that what we probably should do, even just as we we're discussing mm-hmm. it, is to say... All right, what what how do you how do you process that information? Like mm. h- how do you listen to that because on the one hand, you can sympathize with what this person is accusing him of and agree with the egregious nature of that behavior. Sure. And at the same time, you understand that this is such a wholesale assault from the world against the church in any way they can. This is one more opportunity mm. to kind of undermine the gospel, undermine the church. Yeah. And where do you Land. How do you process that? How do you think yeah. about that as a believer? Right. And I think it is all fueled by, obviously, you said it, the culture, the world, or whatever you want to put it. This Because three or four years ago, five years ago, nobody was talking about, you know, hashtag me too and yeah. all this stuff. So this is obviously somewhat correlated to how the world is responding to, you know, this movement. And so, as you said, of course, it's going to leak into the church. That that's to say that you know this this obviously happened in the past, but nobody seems like they cared about it until recently. Well, Would it that be could very well say? be that nobody really felt that they had a voice until now mm. that they were being yeah. ignored when these oh, okay uh, when these when these issues came up. And what added to the publicity of it is that when somebody like Dr. Moeller from Southern Seminary yeah. on his podcast, which is very popular, and then also through uh, an article in Christianity Today. Mm-hmm really talks about the judgment of God coming to the Southern Baptist Convention. That, I think, adds a level of of credibility and, and, and importance to it. And so people are now saying, I had felt this way and I had received this counsel or I had been treated this way. I knew it was wrong, but I didn't feel like I had a voice. And once you open up the door to somebody actually having a voice, it, it the really... Flood be, gates, yeah, the floodgates yeah, right. open. Yeah. And, and yeah. so I, it's important to be careful even in the way that we discuss these matters, not to suggest that um, there's an easy explanation for it all, or and that response, there's a clear, yeah. um, I don't know, uh, that there's anything wrong with this. Because on, on one level, we, we know we serve a God who is, by his very nature, a God of justice, mm-hmm. and, and a God who has taught us over and over again in the Word of God that if you cover your sin, he will expose yeah, it. Yeah, right. And yeah. if nothing else, we can say... God is exposing sin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And in that, we actually should rejoice. Yeah. And it should be an opportunity to seek forgiveness, mm-hmm. to repent, mm-hmm. for appropriate consequences to be handed down. And Lord willing, going forward, a change in the culture, not only in the world, but we're not out there to govern the world, as Paul says. Yeah. What about the church? We judge ourselves. Yeah, the judgment begins with the house of God, right? Yeah, right. And so... How do we then in the church make sure that we take seriously these 
concerns going forward, and this could be a learning opportunity for us. Yeah, I what what did, what upsets me the most about this whole thing is it gives unbelievers another opportunity to mm. say that it's confirmation bias. It's see, I knew yeah. the church mm-hmm. was going to fail, and it gives us an opportunity to do one of two things: is no, we didn't, and lie, <laughs> or we did fail. We are sinners, and here's our response. That, that yeah. repentance happens and that people within the local church can can bring back those people and because the, the gospel of Christ um, mm-hmm. is sufficient for that. And I think it's not necessarily that we sin, it's just how we respond to our sin, yeah. which is what I think is important when we're talking about these things. Another big defeat, too, in my opinion, is the opportunity that it creates for people to assault the complementarian way of of yeah. looking at marriage and all that and people look at this and they say see this is what happens when you have these kind of power hungry old gentlemen who um, are running the church and they're making all the decisions and they're right. getting away with doing stuff like this and it 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 turns the issue and it kind of makes it more it, it's taking the attention off actual victims of mm. of um of you know poor behavior mm-hmm. on Patterson's part and whoever he condone or whoever he was covering up for, yeah, it, it takes the a focus off those people and it puts it on like an issue, like if it, it puts it on like an ideal an ideology, like a subtle attack thing. on complementarianism. You know what I mean? Like yeah, he, he, uh, here's why I hate complementarians, and it's like, well, <laughs> is that I don't know. It, it's that's kind of what gets me frustrated with this yeah. kind of situation and. Well, I think, I mean, just like an open question to y'all, it's like, I categorize this as we live in an age where people are becoming more vocal about these things, which I think is great. Like, it's good to expose things that are bad. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. But it makes me question, have I said or done anything, pastor, you know, pastor, you know, presence that would bring forth that would plant a seed and bring forth some sort of allegation true or not true how then do we respond you know i don't think people had to worry about that too much 20 years ago right no the uh fact that everything is recorded these days right and it's all available it can all be searched or obtained forwarded electronic format lives forever uh there's a database of this available what gave this thing legs was that you had this person's comments in their own voice recorded. Mm. And how do you deny that? Right. And even if you argue, even if you argue it was taken out of context or something of that nature, at the end of the day, you still, as the speaker, need to be absolutely uh, fastidious in your attention to what comes out of your mouth. Mm -hmm. And I mean... As a person who speaks for a living, yeah. I, mean, I, I know that there have been times where, even in my own preaching, I, I've had to restrain myself from saying something that might have been clever, might have right. been, in the eyes of some, even humorous or, or maybe even helpful. witty, or maybe even helpful, or, but in a condescending way or potentially misunderstood, you've got to back off of that. Right. You've, you've got to allow the strength of your arguments to be persuasive, mm. not your... Yeah, your wit, your wit, humor, yeah, right. or whatever that happens to be. So, 
in this case, though, it's not it's not wit, it's not humor. It was in a clip I heard almost. Um, it was just an inappropriate statement. Yeah, it, it, there simply was no no ground for it. It was lifted out, and it was used mm-hmm. against him. And then the counsel that was given to the person who was said to go back into this abusive relationship, which mm-hmm. resulted in her physical harm, mm-hmm. uh, on any account, it's simply bad counsel. Yeah, yeah. So we have to be very careful. We do as 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 leaders. You got to be very careful in terms of the counsel you give and the words you say. You know, may God set a guard against our mouths that we not say anything. The emails that, would, that you send. Would displease him, yeah. The text messages that, too, that you for send. Sure. Well, in, in both of those instances for Patterson, kind of reveal, like, if he's going to say this now, like, he probably, this isn't, this probably isn't the only time he said this in the last 10 years, kind of thing. Yeah, there's probably like, more. Like, an, old, an older guy who makes jokes about young women being attractive, it's not like he trips up and relapses every 10 years and makes a, a single joke, yeah. you know, while on stage right. into a microphone. <laughs> It, sure. it, it kind of shows that there's, you know, there might be something, there might be something there. There might, they're like deep rooted, a deep rooted kind of, and yeah. it, it's, it's almost like when people hear, I think of kind of older generations will make comments and, and younger folks might think that those are insensitive. Maybe it's, yeah. um, racially, whatever. Yeah. And they say, oh, well, that was just kind of the generation I grew up in. And, right. and it's, there's this deep kind of seated, um, kind of like, Almost a complicit, like, oh, saying, saying stuff like that is just, it's like making a joke. That's what we said back in the That's day. That's what we said, and, and it just, yeah. it'll come out. And yeah. so, and same with the, the bad counsel was, it wasn't like, hey, I, I slipped up one time and told a woman to go back home. It was more like that. And more people came forward and saying, hey, I got the same counsel and this, right. this, and this. And right. I think that's what maybe people got a little freaked out about. And, I mean, a lot of women in the Southern Baptist Convention spoke out and ended up doing some kind of, um, what's the thing where you sign it? <laughs> a petition. petition, yeah, right. petition. <laughs> that would have been a good word to know. Um, <laughs> to have him uh, fired, which right. obviously ended up happening. But. Right, yeah. So then what's the takeaway? Yeah. You know, we've got three different uh, representations here. So mm-hmm. you've got staff pastor, vocational pastor, lay elder, who's also one of our preachers, mm-hmm. and then another lay leader, who's also one of our teachers. So the right. three of us are regularly in that difficult position, the Bible says, of yeah. being a teacher, one that ought not to be taken lightly. So maybe just some quick sure. points of advice on how to guard one's speech so as not to find themselves in a situation like this. It, I mean, I can go... It, go, it, go make, ahead, it yeah. makes me scared to death on the things that I say. It makes, it makes me... It forces me to be a wiser human being, to think through things before I speak. And the things that I think that I restrain from my speech, I'm forced to now think, are those godly, helpful, mm-hmm. wise yeah. thoughts, yeah. you know, helpful, building others up? And quite often than not, it, it's revealing that they aren't, you know? And so it, it, I mean, I've had times preaching where it's like, oh, I wish I never said that, you know? And, um, or even yeah. teaching a small group, it's like, hey, yeah. pray that the Lord <laughs> spares people's ears. Sure. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, it makes me really question how I'm thinking and how I'm teaching, for yeah. sure. Yeah. And Drew, you teach young people a lot. Yeah. yeah. So it's it, like a temptation for you to be 
clever and witty and funny oh, and yeah. sarcastic. Well, you are like a. I'm a serial. <laughs> well, you are actually kind of clever. You're a serial yeah. no, sarcastic. Funny and sarcastic. It guy. makes yeah. I mean, I've I've learned that the hard way from making jokes about people, right? Like people like saying, "Hey, you know, Billy, like funny shirt, you know, or whatever," and, and recognize like <laughs> that's a. That's a poor example. Not real. I can give you some sorry. good examples that we shouldn't be. <laughs> I just, yeah, I, I'm. Humor for me is is unfortunately <laughs> a big part of it's your the way strength I and weakness. It's a big part of the way I communicate, and but I, this goes to show, especially in a Bible teaching context, how how much it matters to say only what you know to be true which is from god's word right and to not not to fluff up stuff with with just kind of your own take on things or your own opinion Mm -hmm. or your own yeah absolutely a lot of stuff that you're just kind of i mean i you and i blake have talked about this where where once you kind of start going off of what you know and you're kind of just taking stuff out of your back pocket and throwing it out there you can say some stuff that you know like seems inconsequential but then someone's like hey that was really weird what you said. Yeah. And you think, oh, I, I didn't even think anything about saying that. But as we've talked before, maybe you can even give it a good example. <laughs> I'm thinking of one p- particular. I am too. Where, yeah. <laughs> where um, it actually doesn't have anything to do with, like, that's deep-rooted in your heart. You know, sure. it's, it's like I, I've, I'm teaching and I have a lack of preparation, so I pull things out of my back pocket. Yeah. And you didn't even realize that was there. You know, and it, yeah. it's not it's not stemmed from this deep sin issue. It's stemmed from you didn't prep yourself to teach or you didn't prep yes. yourself to, you know, to go over what you're thinking. You know, you can't just off the yeah. cuff teach. There's preparation. Yeah. There, you know, I don't know. John's totally opening a Bible, very, which which is always good. Someone's good. Do you have something? Someone good's coming. <laughs> well, no, I was just thinking about the fact that Jesus says that out of your heart, the mouth speaks. And so my my advice would just be make sure your heart is clean. Yeah. Yeah. Like the cleaner your mind is, right. the cleaner your words will be. Right. So don't mm. pollute your mind and pollute your heart with a bunch of garbage from the world. Right. And you will have a much uh, lower uh, risk of having something polluted come out of your mouth. Mm. And how? I mean, and how much do we? Are we serving the body by not giving them any things to get hung up on? Like weird, you know what I mean? Like to be clear when teaching, to be straightforward, to be simply giving biblical truth is to give people pure food from the mm-hmm. word mm-hmm. instead of stuff to get hung up on as they're leaving and thinking, oh, what a what a weird joke that you right. know John mm-hmm. made. Or like mm-hmm. like they're getting hung mm-hmm. up on things that that are distracting and not helpful. Right. Yeah. Well, I think this was good. I don't know. It, it 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 makes me think about so many things, like which can be for another time. Like, do we garbage in, garbage out? Like, how true is that? How, do do we watch PG thirteen movies? Do we watch our movies? Do we listen to Whoa. you know? Like, there's bad lyrics in this, and so like, yes, like garbage in, garbage out in a certain way. But um, I start thinking about those things. Um, We're just gonna consider that a preview for that'll be a preview a for episode. for a future episode, but. For the next episode, garbage in, garbage, garbage out. in, garbage out, starring Blake Drew and John, <laughs> starring, <laughs> starring moralism and uh, <laughs> the fight against it. Anyways, uh, I think this was helpful. Um, 
hopefully it's provided some sort of clarity for, I mean, like you hear Paige Patterson, you either want to go like, uh, it's about the church, I'm going to retreat, or I'm going to engage and try to think of a biblical worldview for what's going on here. So mm-hmm. this was episode 10 of Everything Matters Whoop. podcast, which exists to provide a biblical worldview from a traditionally reformed perspective on all things like Paige Patterson related to the local church. And we'll see you in a very brief time for episode of